Okay, today I started recording. Hello, how are you guys today on this fine February third? Wow, amazing. <laughs> Good, <Everyone>. great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you said that you were ready. I said no, <laughs> but let me start. I don't know what's up with Marie. How are you on this fine evening? I couldn't do it. We weren't ready for that. All right, well, it's a Monday. Oh, this is like Inception. Marie's recording us while we're recording. So this is TLC, right? We still haven't figured out what that stands for. But toddlers licking. We could. That could be the thing. Like we just come up with a different acronym every, every single time. time. What it stands for? Yeah. So you need. And then that could be the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I would say like teapot little. Wait, teapot looking for its cousin. That would be my TLC. But it isn't in there. That'd be T L I C. And it doesn't count. Like I feel like it's one of those words that does not be included in the acronyms. Charles, what would what would your TLC stand for this week? I have yeah. a little teapot. That's why. Tasty little Christmas. <laughs> what did you say? Tasty little Christmas. Oh, it's not That's Christmas adorable. anymore. Yeah. I don't know where you are in the world right now, but I don't think. What time zone are you guys in? Because I it's at it's seven thirty p.m. for me. It's eight thirty. Okay. I don't know what the time zone is. I don't know. We're an hour ahead. <laughs> the Iowa clock has just started at 7 o'clock. What? I, I'm not. The Iowa caucus is right now, happening right now. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm on 80%. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, what's Charles we're, doing right we're, now? We're forcing Sorry, Charles to take a, this. Quiz by the person who made the five love languages. They also made a different version that's called the apology languages. So it's like you take a quiz, uh, this quiz to find out the best way that you like people to apologize to you. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Charles apparently hates taking any sort of. I don't know why it's taking it me like twenty no. minutes. It's like a five-minute quiz. You just I can't let, do you that. Just that's a big problem right now. These they're so long. They're not that long. You just it's take too long. Damn reader. Attitude. Honestly, I didn't read a, quite a few of these. <laughs> How did you learn the SAT? How did you even well, get through that? It's like five I, hours. That was my problem. Time. I, time was my biggest problem. I had like a whole watch and everything, and I had like splits I had to hit and stuff. Did you really like time yourself? Yeah, I had like a special. I ordered on Amazon like a special silent watch that I could use during the SAT. That would actually be so smart because I never knew how much time I had left. Yeah, and I took so many practice SATs. Could you really? Yeah, I never I, took I, one. I went and took the test. Was like, I'm never doing that again. And luckily, oh, I didn't God. need to. There was a point <laughs> in my life that I had two SAT tutors at once. Two. I did the heck? Why? Parents are crazy. My 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 second SAT tutor, which was definitely my better one, he had me take an entire like full length SAT once a week. Once a week, I took the SAT. I took the thing once and I said never again. I I've taken probably like 15 SATs total. Did you take the ACT at all? 
Uh, yeah, but I was better at the SAT. I was better at the ACT, so I, I went to the SAT, but I did like ACT prep. I think it's better for people who aren't math. Math, it's like math is. Oh, ACT is better. SAT, yeah, there's more oh, writing. I should have taken that one then. Eight hundred on the math SAT. Ooh. Eight hundred. I don't know what I got. I think I got like five thirty or six hundred or something. I got a 32 on the SAT, the ACT out of 36. Nice. That's pretty good. What'd you get, Charles? What'd you get on the SAT when you finally like huh? took the actual thing? What'd you get on the SAT when you finally took the actual thing? This is like the the competitive. Are we talking <laughs> What? Have you heard of the phrase super scoring? Because that's what I always go by, the super score. Because if you take it multiple times, you combine your best scores from each test. Oh, that's not fair. Oh, no. I took it I once. My best lone SAT was a two. Is it was a 2050. But again, this is yeah. after taking it like a fuck ton of times. My yeah. first SAT, I think I got like a 15-something. Isn't it I crazy think, how like... My first one was 18 who can afford yeah. it. Yeah. I know, like the only, like the only correlation between high scores is like money. Like the more money you have, the more tutor you get. It's just a puzzle. Like you have to learn how to take it. It's like probably the SAT. One of like the first like really eye-opening experiences for me that made me realize like how like the world is not fair at all. Yeah. Yeah. The second thing was was going from Northeastern to Buffalo. And like realizing the professors at Northeastern, where this, it's a lot more expensive, or and you have to have better SAT scores, so more money again to get into. Um, yeah. The professors, like the teaching, it's just so unfair. Like getting a good job coming out of Northeastern versus Buffalo, it's it's actually ridiculous how much better your my education was at Northeastern than it is in Buffalo. So why did you go to Buffalo then to follow With that? Tables. The people at Northeastern <laughs> like it there. You did it for the tables. Okay. You did it for the girl, right? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I seriously didn't. Okay. I think, though. All uh, right. Okay, I got a seven in request for forgiveness. A oh. In accept oh, responsibility. Yeah. Four in genuinely repent. Three in seriously? restitution. That was terrible. Oh, yeah, the restitution answers were always so weird. That was my lowest what two. What was the restitution answers like? What? It was like, I promise I will make it up to you, or I'll go buy you this to, like, earn your forgiveness. Or, yeah, always, like, earning back. Like, I mean, yeah. like, kind of, but then using objects to earn it back, and I'm like, eh. That's yeah. Wait, what was your highest, Charles? We got, we got the Snapchat from her. Ooh, she messaged Ooh. first. Ooh. Ooh, she oh. into you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> So what was, wait, what was your highest one? The, the background is that. Oh, oh, are we switching topics for a second? No, no, no. Just like Charles was talking about how this, he went on a Tinder date with some oh. girl earlier today in the afternoon and she messaged him first. Yeah, well, let's postpone that topic for later. But what was your highest um, apology? Yeah, what's your highest? And can I go over the other ones too now? Like the no, other not the, no, not the other quiz. Just one thing at a time. Your little brain has to focus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, request forgiveness. I got a seven. Oh my god, that was my. I got zero for that one. Zero. 
I got I one. I don't any of these, though. Wow. Not a single one of those. The only one that I, like, understood the apology for was the one where it was, like, their child broke something. So it was, like, they're, they like, they did it on accident, and they're just, like, my bad. I guess I watched my child more. No, actually, that was the one that I didn't get because of the fact that, like, I'm, like, well, you don't really need to apologize. Like, kids are going to break it's, shit. But it's, it's gonna, yeah, it's, it's the kid's fault, not the parent's fault. I don't want to be held responsible for okay, what kind of thing is great. All the other okay, ones, but you kind of also have to. Okay. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> okay, the other ones, it was someone just knowingly being a fucking scumbag. Like, doing yeah. something rude like really mean like knowingly this was an accident and yeah you just apologize i gotta uh like just just like uh i can't think of the word so so my thing is then if someone does do something that they nearly do but then later like they feel bad about it and go to apologize are you just gonna be like no get out of my life Uh, okay for me all these situations it's like like the coworker made fun of you and then like right after was like oh my bad like (laughs) or like whatever it is it sounds like it just happened and they're apologizing right after but yeah it was like just bullying other people yeah and it's just like apologize for you just don't fucking be a scumbag wait read the so request forgiveness was your highest one yes wait read the little like some of the little paragraph about what what it means Okay. So the four languages are accept responsibility, expressing regret, genuinely repent, make restitution, and request forgiveness. So I know which order Naomi had hers in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my order. Accept responsibility <laughs> wasn't the highest by far. Which one? Forgiveness. Accept responsibility. Oh. Um, should, should I? It's a long paragraph. We just read like the best part of it. The, I didn't read any of it. I'll read the first. Or I can read it. I, okay. <laughs> In some relationships, a mate wants to hear their partner physically ask for forgiveness. Wait, that's such a weird way to say that. What? A mate wants their partner. <laughs> they want assurance <laughs> that their mate recognizes the need for forgiveness. Wait. <laughs> what? By asking forgiveness, their actual partner is a- asking their mate to still love them. <laughs> All right, that's is, this like, is this an Australian quiz? I think it's <laughs> yeah, like, like you mate yeah. with someone, I think. But, but like the questions weren't about romantic relationships. They were about like coworkers and stuff. So I don't know. It's by the same person. I think they were just talking about like the pair of people that in question. But yeah, it sounds weird. Um, so can we move, are, we, are we good to move on to the next one? N- no, it's our turn. Oh, Charles. I thought it was me. <laughs> this, is, this podcast is not just about you, Charles. I not everything is about <laughs> you. That's my name of the week, Tasty Little Chuck. Tasty Little Chuck. Okay. Do you prefer Chuck or Chuckles? Chuckle. Or Chuck Eddie? Chuckles. Oh, Chuckles. I'm feeling Chuckles right now. Okay, I, Chuckles is my favorite, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, Naomi, so what was yours? Okay, so mine was I got an eight for accept responsibility, and then I got a six for expressing regret, and then a four for genuinely repent, and a two for make restitution, and zero for request forgiveness. Because for, what does forgiveness mean? It means nothing. It's it's not a real thing. But <laughs> <laughs> 
when someone's like oh can you please forgive me like if you just say like oh yeah I forgive you like what does what does that mean you're just trying to make the other person feel better I don't know it doesn't make any sense (laughs) I mean it's also kind of like you're letting go right when you forgive someone you just kind of let it go yeah so I guess in that way it lets you also be like whatever but okay (laughs) Naomi might as well just hold a grudge (laughs) (laughs) I don't hold grudges but accept responsibility the description is like it's very difficult for some people to admit they're wrong it makes them doubt their self-worth and no one likes to be portrayed as a failure however as adults we must all admit that we make and will make mistakes we're gonna make poor decisions that hurt our mates and we're gonna have to admit that we're wrong (laughs) why are they using the word mate like six times in each paragraph (laughs) i want you to know that it's your mate yeah, I guess, because I just like it when people acknowledge what they actually did. I don't know. Like, when someone's just like, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean anything. But That's fair. Mine was, um, mine goes, eight for genuine, blah, 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 genuinely repent, and then expressing regret, accept responsibility, make restitution, request forgiveness was my lowest. Um, yeah, genuinely repent is like, um... For some individuals, repentance is the convincing factor in an apology. Some mates will doubt the sincerity of an apology if it is not accompanied by their partner's desire to modify their behavior to avoid the situation in the future. Which, yeah, for me, like, if you don't, if you're saying, I'm sorry, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you don't actually, like, care to change your behavior for the future, then I'm like, uh, clearly not. Yeah. So, like, for me, I can, I can, like, forgive and forget pretty easily for most things as long as like the person wants to work towards um changing changing that in the future but yeah that's basically mine for that one yeah i feel like people just shouldn't make mistakes (laughs) oh man charles we should be all more like you it's not that hard how do you what do you do when you have to apologize to someone though charlie doesn't true i really don't have to ever i'm trying to think of the last time i actually apologize to someone i'm trying to think of times that like i wanted you to apologize for something and you didn't (laughs) are there a lot of them i don't know can you think of a single one no (laughs) just like when you don't listen sometimes but that that's it um what was i gonna say Oh, I can't, because I, I honestly feel like I'm so, like, stubborn and so opinionated on some things. There's a lot of times where it's, like, I might have, like, uh, like an issue with someone, but it's, like, it's I feel like it's pretty rare that I genuinely feel like I did something I should apologize for. Mm-hmm. I think I... Very I, like, rare. What if you, like, kicked a baby? Obviously, I'd apologize for that. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, in, like, a professional setting and in, and in like, um... In a professional setting or, like, with a stranger and I'm just being polite, I, I'll apologize. All, I apologize a lot. But if it's with someone close and I, like, I'm – but that's not me – that's just me doing something on accident and apologizing for it. Like, in terms of me, I never feel like I've done things where it's, like, in the moment I knew I was doing something wrong and I was, yeah. like, hurting somebody. But you, like, purposely fucked them over anyway. Like, all those people <laughs> in the quiz. Yeah, and when you choose to do that, then you don't feel sorry at all for it. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely not that many things that, I, that I'm, like, super apologetic about. It's pretty, pretty rare. 
Like, I feel like I could honestly, like, count on my hand the number of times that I feel like I've done something that I truly feel, like, apologetic for. I guess, like, like a real, really, like, something you've done really badly and had to apologize for. I guess that doesn't happen very often. But, like, what about with your parents? Did you, like, did you use the philosophy of, like, better ask for, it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission? No, my philosophy, at least, was that except for you don't ask for forgiveness because you don't get caught yeah (laughs) that's the way to do it um yeah i feel like i just get in trouble i definitely didn't apologize to my parents for when i did something wrong got caught probably not and if i did it was only like if i ever did apologize it was only for the purpose of damage control yeah exactly that's what i would (laughs) there's no genuineness to it it's just like what do they want to hear i'll say it (laughs) <laughs> my my little brother got caught with one of his friends got caught with his their like weed stash so then the, the friend was like you have just like outed all of them so my little brother got in trouble and he got so angry like when he was having the conversation with my parents that he punched a hole in our front door <laughs> what? like through the glass and now his finger is broken did you see my own that just picture Naomi doing it, like punching a hole in the door, like in fury. The male Naomi. Like, he said that he wasn't that angry. I don't know how it was possible to punch like an actual hole through the door. I think my parents have like tape over it now. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what? He wasn't angry. He was just like, all right, I need to do something here. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I really just feel I like punching was, a hole. Not I think angry. He's mad. Yeah, because my my parents like won't let him hang out with any of his friends alone anymore without parental supervision. Oh, that's awkward. But tough. Yeah. Yeah. He totally like tried to throw me under the bus too, and was like, "Naomi's done stuff too," and I like, I haven't done anything barely at all. So. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm going straight to throw you under the bus. I've been yeah, there before, though. I've <laughs> done that to my oldest siblings. Oh, I would do that. I would so do that to my siblings. Oh, that's. <laughs> I'm apologetic for that. So. Can- <laughs> Sorry, there's a piece of hair on my laptop that I was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so next, next, next test, next results. He just wants to... Yeah, yeah. I just want to reveal them. I, cause I haven't even looked at them myself, really. I want to look at it. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. So, I feel like not everyone will know what an Enneagram is, but it's it's... Did, like, did you guys know about it before I sent you the quiz? Yeah, because you made me take it, like, months ago. No, Bryce made us take it. I didn't know about it until he mentioned it. Oh, Bryce it. made me take it months ago. Yeah, but but we forgot our results, so we took it again. But basically, it's, like, this new thing that was developed by the Enneagram Institute, um, which I think, like, to take the official version, you have to pay for it, but we didn't do that. But it's, it's just another way to classify your personalities, and there's, like, nine different types, I think, and you can have, like, wings... So like partly different, you can have like parts of different types in with your main type, but it's supposed to be like more accurate than the Myers-Briggs test, which you can kind of just like fake, I guess. But anyway, who wants to go first about the results? Mm. I, I, um, you go first. You seem to know most about what's going on with this, probably. I, well, I took, I took it uh, like... A long time ago in like July I think and I just like when I got my results this time I realized I got the same thing then and I got um 
mine's Enneagram type four, which is the individualist, which is that not the same one that you got, Charles? The what? I got I got number four. As my highest number? No, that's mine. I got four. Did you I got get two? My primary one. Oh, yeah. Naomi, I got four as my second highest one. Ooh. I told you. Ours was Wait. we're gonna be pretty similar. Wait, I can you go because I don't remember what my like what okay. four is? No, I don't remember uh, what like my second highest ones were. I Oh, don't have do you want me to tell you mine? Yeah, you go first. Okay, so um, my highest one was uh with 99% match was uh type two, which is basically the giver, and basically twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so they can be loved and belong. Oh, that's yeah, so true. That. <laughs> well, that's nice though, because like you're you're being genuine, like you genuinely genuinely want to help people. Mine is just like, oh, I think I'm really special. That's it. Everyone feels, that <laughs> everyone feels special. And that's your highest one. So you ultimately feel normal. You feel the most normal out of all of us. So in other words, you're really just not special. No. Oh my God. <laughs> What's your second, Naomi? I don't know. Maybe I... It's hard to tell. It's not listed out very well. I know I screenshotted it. I just need to find it. In I just go by what the percentages are. I have Number four is is my like seventh is is my like fifth one or something like that. Yeah, the the type four is oh. second and it's individualist. All of my max percentages though are higher than fifty percent. Marie, number two is my second highest. I told you we so were, we're exactly the same. Similar. <laughs> we're the same. Number two is one of my lowest ones. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not surprised. But also, I, think, like, I told you Charles seven, was going to be so different from us. Yeah. I'm also tied with seven for second place, though. Like, seven. I don't know what seven is, though. Do you guys? I can read them off. Here, I can read off. So, okay. um, four, since we've been talking about four, the, which is um, your highest, Naomi, and my second highest, yeah. and Charles is, like, fifth, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, type four is known as the individualist. Fours want to be unique and to live life authentically. And are highly attuned to their emotional experience. That's that's number f- that's yeah, type four, which I think yeah matches. Number eight was my highest. Like I got ninety-eight percent match for number eight. Number eight, type eight, the challenge. Um, also known yeah as the challenger. Eights see themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mister, I'm gonna be a CEO. I'm working on it. I got the got the big pitch coming up. Yeah, that's exciting. I think my um, second highest one is number number three. Number three, number three. <laughs> that's like that's like my um one of my lowest ones. Actually, I think that's my third to lowest. Um, Want to be successful and admired by other people and very con- conscious of their public image. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> that's my fifth one. Again, <laughs> someone who wants to start their own business, yeah. <laughs> so wow. you're the helper, Marie. Charles is the challenger, and I am yeah. the individualist. <laughs> you, <laughs> you think you're unique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It says, it says that mine is characterized by prominent artistic outlets. They're quirky and endearing. It literally says quirky. 
<laughs> makes me want to kill myself. So what's it's your personality? It says that we have a melancholic expression. That makes sense. May feel what? a sense of emptiness. <laughs> <laughs> they stand out from others because of their unique choice of fashion and unconventional lifestyle. They're offbeat yet endearing, but they have a relentless drive to discover and understand who they truly are. Okay. You want to hear? You want to hear what the type two and the type yeah. four are together? Oh, like our compatibility? Yeah. yeah. What is it? So it can be very warm, even passionate, when both parties continue to share their feelings openly together. Both are seeking warmth and connection. Aww. It's just all good. Wait, where are you reading? <laughs> Probably not. I found another website. Oh. I also found a website. And both are willing list. to provide it when they're healthy. You guys have your, your oh. personality superpower? That's like a whole separate thing. Oh, where's that? Is I don't further down? It. Yeah, it's further down. But I can't it get to it. All that says what makes you unique, and then you can only see your top one of your top yeah. personality. Do you guys have, like, the different levels of health? So, like, it tells me what I'm, like, at a healthy level, what I'm, like, at, like, an unhealthy level, and at an average level. Do you, you unlock, did you unlock the whole thing or something? No, I know. I just Googled it. I've like, got a 20 out of 20 it. on improvement. That's it. <laughs> Does that mean, like, you need to improve? Or like, self-improve. Because that's, like, a focus oh, okay. on seven, power, seven uh, habits of highly effective people. Um, what? Oh, what's your main one for yeah, your superpower? Yeah. What's your main one? Superpower. What did you say? Sorry. Improve. Self-improvement. Ah, I see. What's yours, Naomi? I don't know. I don't know how to get it's to It's out that. of 20, right? Mine is just 20 out of 20. Oh, mine's 19 out of 20. Aha, what's your, what's your thing? <laughs> Take a guess. Is it like caring? Yes. It's caretaking. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm, I've just been, uh-huh. this past, the past two years, I've just perp- intentionally been very self-oriented. Yeah, I've no, definitely not. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I we feel could like get through gotta, some of that. You have to accept maybe. yourself before you. You have to accept worry yourself, yourself before you, you can worry yourself. about others. Bring yourself what? to a ten out of ten, and then you can start concerning yourself with others. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wait, Wait what did? I, oh, oh yeah. Go. I, I'm just reading all the bad things about life. It says that I have. An extreme tendency to ruminate. To what? Yeah, to ruminate, which means to like be nostalgic about oh, things. Yeah. Which is yeah. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine, yeah, mine. Caretaking is basically like, um, reach out to others in need and the people you know, you to be sort of caring, sort of caring. Awesome. Like, only just a little bit, right? No. But, what's um... Like, what? What's, like, yours and Charles's compatibility? Oh. Charles, what I, is yours? My what? Seven. What's your highest? Oh, seven. eight. Number eight. Oh, I eight? thought it was seven. Oh. oh, you fool. Oh. <laughs> These two types are more alike than they might appear <laughs> to be at first. What? <gasps> Interesting. I mean, yeah, it's true because we're friends. No, I'm not. This is this is. I know you and Charles are friends. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's yeah. like, wait, I'm not friends with him. Separate myself. I thought you liked him. 
Both are action-oriented and want to have a personal impact on their environment. Both can be sentimental and deeply feeling with a soft side that is often more hidden than apparent. The way in which I try to care for others is by being a role model. Is by... (laughs) (laughs) By... That's so funny. (laughs) You said that. It's true. That's how I... It's really the Chuck Eddie show. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh yeah. Tasty little, <laughs> little chuckles right here, guys. TLC. <laughs> I think I, that's the best way to inspire someone to do something is by doing it yourself. Yeah. Wait, it how says the compatibility part. I can't find it. Where is it? Hello? Huh? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Wait, so you're in an eight, Charles, is that right? Yeah. All right. So you guys are compatible with each other. Marie and I are compatible. What about and Charles oh, compatible? <laughs> type four, me, and type eight, the challenger. It says that this could be one of the most creative relationship couples. I it could be one of the most incompatible. <laughs> <laughs> it is also one of the most volatile. That's what it says. Oh. Intense and strong emotional responses and both seek to get a reaction out of the other and both see dominating of their environment. Eights are socially dom- dominant and fours are emotionally dominant. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds that's very accurate. true, I feel like. <laughs> no, wait, that's like, that's like seriously true. Because whenever we do like any of these sort of talk things or podcasts, Charles is the one that's always talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just sit there like, uh-huh. So you can't even blame me. It's just na- my natural tendency. I can't yeah. help myself. Yeah. It says our eights have a tendency to have a certain pride in themselves and have a larger-than-life quality. I do. Um, <laughs> do you guys agree with that? Do you think I have a larger-than-life quality? I'd say kind of, yes. You have a larger-than-life personality. Wow. Yeah. Wow, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Types want to be free and to be free from having anyone to control them, especially in their careers and private lives. Who? You and me. Wait, yeah. here's one about me and Charles. Yeah. They easily play roles that the other needs and wants. Sorry, what? <laughs> Wait, I just, there's one more sentence. It says, okay, both, fine. Four, Read it. both fours and eights are emotionally stormy and prone to periods of rage, depression, and. <laughs> Vengeance! <laughs> <laughs> when conflict occurs, it becomes really terrible. Wow. Possibly <laughs> physical violence. Don't trust me. <laughs> this is, this well, is a terrible combination. I will yeah. not yeah. chance in to comparison, <laughs> In comparison, the, yeah. um, the, they easily play roles. The eight and the two easily play roles that the other needs and wants. The eight is practical and concerned with results. Whereas twos are more people oriented and more openly altruistic. True, I don't give a fuck about people. <laughs> They're both strong willed and like taking on responsibility as long as they choose it themselves. Honestly, big mood. True. Eights often bask in the glow of the two's affection and adoration. That's also true. Like, you know, when we were at um uh, a Halloween party and I kept going yes and it's just me taking a video of Charles and he just keeps posing. I know, he really does crave your like adoration. <laughs> I crave any attention I can get. <laughs> any attention I get my grubby paws on. Yeah I think 
feel like on the Halloween night, you really would have done like anything that Marie had asked you to do, because you did like that little cow thing that was. I, I, I don't. Yeah, like <laughs> I really hate that video. <laughs> also, anyway, back to I love that video. <laughs> yeah. Twos truly appreciate the eight's strength and efforts, and see their often hidden self-sacrifice. Charles, do you self-sacrifice? Uh, do you see it? The hidden? It's hidden. That's the point. Do you I see thought it? I'm supposed to. Do you? Uh, uh, yes. Oh, that was not. <laughs> Both see each other's noble qualities and can be each other's staunchest supporters and admirers. Wow. Look at us go. Way better than you and Naomi. True. Me and Naomi are going to get vengeance on each other. <laughs> Their roles are like, also clearly delineated, cry. so they do not get in each other's way. That's actually pretty accurate, I'd say. Yeah, that is true. You guys, like, operate on totally different wavelengths. Yeah. Each run different spheres. Literally, what you just said. Each run different spheres of their spheres of their lives and cover different bases. Oh. <laughs> so you guys could have a really good loveless marriage, I think. You're like... Listen to this next sentence that's in parentheses. One plays the symbolic mommy, the other plays the symbolic daddy. Yes. (laughs) Call me Pop. (laughs) What does that make me? The child? (laughs) Naomi, I thought you didn't want to be a child. I don't. But you guys are so old. No, we're not. We're literally like a year older than you. Who called me daddy? No, you didn't tell us about that. What? <laughs> really? When was this? It was. It was just. It was um sophomore year. I guess. Uh, high school. No, of college. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, that's university. Really I was at a party there, and I went home with this girl, and she was big on calling me daddy, and it was my first oh. and only time experiencing that. Like and the first it, night that she met you, she just went all in. It was. It was a. It was a one and one and done. Crazy. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Never, never gotten the uh, the daddy before. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like, I, I genuinely like laughed the first time she said it. She was serious. Yeah, like. It was, <laughs> I mean, I don't. Well, when know. I said when I read that that sentence, I was not. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That would be like the biggest plot twist if you guys ended up together. And <laughs> I was the biggest dead. plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> you were what? And you were dead. <laughs> no, you were actually supposed to be mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. how how much longer do you have, honey? Before me, you? my brother told me to be quiet. So. <laughs> You're getting. Yeah. I'm supposed to. Uh, FaceTime with my business partner to start oh, setting yeah. up a pitch. Oh, yeah, Tell us about Type 8 over here. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, the Panoski, it's the Panoski Picture Competition. It's, a, it's UB's biggest picture competition. And I don't know if we're ready for it, but we're just applying at least for practice, worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, like Shark Tank kind of situation. Oh, I, I yeah, found it. It's for prize. Entrepreneur. Yeah, it's, it's for prize. Well, yeah, it's like fifty-two thousand dollars is the main prize after like after hey. like all the stuff is done. Oh my god. 
yeah, it's definitely a decent chunk of change. So it'd be cool to win. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. Are there like second and third place prizes too? Yeah, I think it goes down to like ten thousand, um, something. I don't, I don't really know the details, but honestly, I think we have like a pretty decent shot at winning. Because the thing that won last year was like pretty bad compared to what I have. And we have some, like pretty uh-huh. good like actionable answers prepared. So yeah, who is pitching with you? You and your do you have like a business team already? It's just me and one other person who's like he's like my business guy, I guess. His name's John Todd. John Todd, John. that's two first names. Yeah, I go, I when I'm texting my friend, I'm like, my some of my friends like I'll go to hang out with them, but I'll be like I have to go, I have to go. Uh, I got a meeting with the Todd because like, you know <laughs> the Todd from Scrubs. No. Uh, <laughs> He is a character in Scrubs, and they call him the, the Todd, so I call him the Todd sometimes. It's oh, I funny. never watched Scrubs. Scrubs is so good. I'm watching it right now. I was actually just watching. I'm in the middle of an episode of Scrubs until you guys rudely yeah. called me. You guess what? Guess what show I just finished yesterday, like last night, literally. Oh. Guess, guess. There's so many shows. Okay. <laughs> I finished watching the American version of Love Island. I literally watched the entire you season. Thought I would have gotten that. What? I thought you were going to say, like, The Office or something. No. Something no. I could have gotten. I've never <laughs> even heard of that. What yeah, that? what is that? It, have you guys heard of Love Island? Like, that, like the original show? It's like a, it's like a, ba- like, kind of like The Bachelor. Like, that kind of, like, oh, wait, was it, uh, like, it's reality not US, show. Right? It's so bad. What? It's not in the U.S., right? No, it was like, it's like an Australian, like, a U.K. show. Yeah. But they just made an American version, like, this year. So, I, it was, like, for free on Amazon. Yeah, so I was, like talked about watch. that when we were in Rarotonga. Um, yeah, we did. About that. Okay, it felt like in Maritonga we were like in Love Island. Like that was kind of like we were in the Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for you, Naomi, okay. but I have a feeling not for the rest of the house. We should have voted somebody out of the house. Really shouldn't. Like someone had to sleep in the yard every night. That would have been Whoever was the worst person. And there's like weird power dynamics to it. Definitely felt like we were like secretly on a reality show. Maybe. I could see Man, I really missed out on that trip. You really did. It was such a weird situation, especially with, like, the cooking. I've never been so stressed out about, like, grocery shopping before. Because, like, <laughs> when we went on the road trip, the stuff that you told me about Rotonga, I felt like was nothing. Or, like, the road trip was nothing compared to the stories you told me about Rotonga. I don't know. I feel like the road trip was different because we were, like, all stuck together for so long in such a tiny environment. Yeah. But both of it was like a unique experience that probably helped me grow as a person. <laughs> In other words, you didn't have fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had fun. But oh, what's like the weird things that your kids have said in your class today? I mean, since you're uh, a teacher, you're like an official teacher, today, so you have little kids that. Yeah, I collect them usually. So two you collect the I... kids. What? You collect the little kids. I wish. <laughs> No, but I collect, like, quotes of things that kids tell me. Um, So today a five-year-old told me, I caught a leprechaun, and I asked him how, and he goes, I had his phone number. Oh. And I was like, what? (laughs) Another kid came up to me and was like, I was walking down the street, and then I turned into a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I, I... it took everything in me not to just go, excuse me, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it would be so hard not to accidentally curse in front of kids. Yeah, because you're not supposed to, like, 
You're not supposed to react to them, like, especially when it's, like, weird things or things that they're not supposed to say. You can't react by laughing at them. Otherwise, they'll realize, oh, it's something funny. I can say it again. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Like, um, another girl was told me, I was like, oh, how was your morning? And she goes, I was crying because my vagina hurt so bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that a four-year-old? Yeah, it was a four-year-old. <laughs> I was not prepared for her to just like straight up just tell me that at first thing in the morning. Like, I wonder if morning. What? I wonder who told her that. I mean, probably her mom. She had she had a yeast infection, so oh. she had a whole lot of doctor stuff going on. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, those are some of the more recent ones. I also have a kid who's really obsessed with the Lion King, and he always pretends to be a lion, and I have a feeling he's going to grow up to be a furry. A furry. Oh, I wonder if there's been, like, a psychological experiment that's been done about, like, if you can tell as children if who wants to be a furry when they grow up. I mean, just look at the kind of books that they read. Like, Where the Wild Things Are? That's a a furry book. I'm talking about more, like, when you get to, like, middle school. And if they start reading books like, if they get really obsessed with books like, um, uh, like that cat Warrior series, cat. yeah, the Warrior Cat. Oh yeah, those people were definitely, definitely undercover furries. But I also read a few of them. I read a few of them when Naomi, I was like in undercover school. furry. No, I'm not. It's just in Naomi's a furry. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Cats movie yet? I no, see and I don't so plan to. I want to Fuck see it. What? Said you fucked up your opportunity to see I it. Did. Yeah, you really up did. My opportunity. Did I you did. like sleep through your like? Were you yes. napping or something? Um, yeah, I was, and then I I slept through and accidentally stood that person up. But hopefully they forgive me. Forgiveness, <laughs> apology language. Did you apologize? That's you should apologize. Did you apologize I did. I did because um I did not remember their name and I could not find their profile. So that means that they unmatched me i think but Yikes. yeah it's okay all right this well, is so cool it's a hammer but yeah. It's also a <laughs> yeah you should you showed me i have not seen this you ready for this oh, here's a screwdriver. oh no you ready screwdriver yes and then a hammer and then a screwdriver and then a tinier screwdriver, a little screwdriver. Oh my god! <laughs> Littler screwdriver inside. Littler screwdriver. Oh, there's more. Oh my <laughs> god! There's more. And then the baby is screwdriver. <laughs> there's five screwdrivers. Screwdriver. Why would you need that many screwdrivers? I don't know. How much you was Christmas shopping? Apparently thought I would. Wait, who bought you that for Christmas? My mom put this in my stocking. <laughs> She always puts like weird utilities in her stockings. This is actually like this is not. I fuck with this one. This is actually. What did you say? My mom just puts chocolate and bath bombs. We're all talking at the same time. I know. Bath bombs. Put like pomegranates and and pineapples in our stockings. Wait, you get fruit in your stockings? Yeah. (laughs) They just go to the grocery store. Sad pomegranates are like expensive. You know when people were doing like bath salts to drug? That was like they were originally sold as bath bombs. Like that was bath bombs, right? 
I don't okay. I don't know what? that bath salts are <laughs> Never heard of that? The, the man no, in Florida bath salts and like ate a man. Who ate a man? Yeah, the guy apparently the story goes that a guy did bath salts, then like started eating I turned into a zombie and started eating someone. Because of drugs? <laughs> they fucked up on bath salts. Supposedly that's the story. And bath it's called bath salts. You never heard of bath salts before, really? I, I have like bath salts that you put in a bathtub. Oh well, yeah. I'm pretty sure they were it was like the drug was sold in stores claiming to be that. But people would then buy them and then consume them and then eat and then consume a person, I guess, after <laughs> Okay. Wait, do you guys watch Bojack Horseman? Nah, I've seen clips of it. I, I watched like I watched it with Stefan, so I watched like um most of the episodes, but I skipped a few in between. But the last season came out. Okay. Marie, you have to go. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Wait, okay. Everyone, uh go around and tell us what your song of the week is, since we're gonna try to do this segment now. <laughs> what was yours, Marie? Okay. Mine um, is called Psycho by Lauren Aquilina. It's a good one. It's a bop. I, I got one I can pick, actually. I have to find it. Okay, Naomi, what's yours? Ooh. <laughs> okay, you're the one that came up with this. You don't even have one ready. <laughs> I know, I know. I've listened to I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> okay, there's a song called My Stove is on Fire. There is... <laughs> I totally forgot about um pumpkin attack on mommy and daddy. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I, mean, I recommend that one too. Wait, that's what I was talking about the other day when you guys were like a while ago, you guys were like, what are you talking about? A guy, a YouTuber who rates music and is like really well respected for his music. He put his top 10 singles of 2019 and number 17 out of 100 was a pumpkin attack on mommy and dad <laughs> and he also put he also rated that album as one of his top albums oh. <laughs> this is something i just independently watch all the time for music like everything Should i just He's, start like, recommending that song to anybody and everybody and that's crazy he's like it's so bizarre but it's so unique and like interesting and i, and I was like Hold wrong. i'm was like, like right yeah. okay song. charles what's your um, it, it's called Nakamara by Hiatus Coyote. It's actually really good. Oh, I forgot you used Apple Music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nakamara, <laughs> and then we have Oven on Fire or Stone? I changed, I changed my... I, I started listening to this French band called Therapy Taxi. Um, there's a song called Candide uh, Cruche, which is, which is a good song. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And this is Lauren Hugger. What? No, it's Psycho by Lauren Aquilina. Lauren Aquilina. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Where did you hear it? On the Get- Spotify. I found it. I already knew about the artist before that. That wasn't my first like song that I found of hers. I'd listened to her in high school. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I this have is to go, nice so. up. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Hi, I'm, right. Sorry, I'm, from, I'm from Texas. Where are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of 
know, why do you introduce that as like the last thing you say? <laughs> By the way, I'm Texas. You could just say like Marie, Charles, and Naomi signing off, and that's no, like, it. Like, wait, I'm from Texas. Yeehaw! I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. I, yeehaw! Okay.